You know what I love about this sound is actually you. Everyone in it has got this massive soul. We're local people, and that's what we care about. Hello, everyone. Welcome along to the first of our weekly match preview podcast at the Luton Town Sports Trust podcast, the only podcast that's been with you from League Two all the way to the Premier League. And it is the Premier League, James, that we're going to discuss uh, now. James Cunliffe, the Lutonian journalist, uh, is with me, as is Dan Barrett-Davis, town fan who uh, has been part of our crew for the last season and a bit. And we're delighted to have him on board uh, for the remainder of this season. Uh, James, we've already previewed the, the fixtures when they came out. And obviously the first one is always a standout one. Brighton away at the Amex Stadium. Kind of a mixed record against Brighton down the years. Uh, Luton have won 23, lost 24. There have been 16 draws. I guess the two most famous draws are actually the last two fixtures against Brighton, which were the Johnston Penn Trophy semi-final, first and second legs. And those amazing scenes after the penalty shootout at Kenworth Road that got us to Wembley in that horrible minus 30 season. So you're looking at 15 years since the two sides, or 14 years and a bit, since the two sides have met, so you can't really tell too much from history. Um, but they're a club that we follow, so um, it's an attractive fixture. Yeah, it's a cracking first, first fixture. I want to, I'm excited. Let me put that up here. I'm excited for the start of the season. I'm excited to be in the Premier League. I do fear that some people are overlooking the fact that Brighton actually finished sixth last season and they're in Europe. and They've got one of the best young managers and a fantastic scouting system uh, that brings in players from around the world. That sounds familiar. They are, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they're sort of... Uh, I think people are overlooking that. They're, this is going to be a hell of a test. It's going to be so tough, um, regardless of what's going on there. You know, Moises Caicedo didn't play at the weekend in the last friendly because <clears throat> he's hoping to get a move away. And they said he was preparing for Luton, but... We all know what that means. So maybe there's a little bit of unrest there. That could be a good thing. Uh, but whoever they've got, whoever they, I know they've just sold McAllister's at Liverpool, but they have people that come in to replace who they sell. As Luton have done, you know, Brighton, one of those clubs, along with Brentford, who Luton can look to, aspire to. I think Gary Sweet said they are, although Luton would do it their own way in a different way. Uh, but they're definitely the parallels with Brighton in that they have come from the lower leagues, uh, got a new stadium, and now got into the Premier League, established themselves as a Premier League club. Now they're in Europe. Their trajectory has been fantastic in in, in a similar way that Luton's has, just you know a bit more advanced than Luton. So it's, I think it's going to be a, a very, very, very tough game. But you never know on the first days of the season. Things can happen. Upsets can happen. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about it. I, well, because, but also because of the, the home game that has been chalked off Burnley because we all know what's happening at Kenworth Road. I, I, I'm almost kind of just seeing it. And I, I don't mean the word free hit because I don't believe in that sort of terminology. I'm struggling to think of another one. But it's almost like just go out there, give it all you've got and see what happens. And if it doesn't work out, You've got a couple of weeks to regroup and 
the first home game is going to be the one for me where I think probably it it sinks in the most. Yeah, we'll see Luton on match of the day twice before then, but that's the one that's really got the um, the, the the excitement in my mind. That's when it starts. These first two, they're sort of test test runs, aren't they? Well, they are, I guess you could call them that. But, you know, it's always something about the first game in the Super And funnily enough, I suspect some Luton fans are happier that we're playing Brighton away first game of the season than last season when we had Birmingham at home because we all knew exactly what was going to happen against them because they always shit on us. And well, <laughs> thankfully, they didn't. It was a nil nil draw, wasn't it? Ball fest. But, you know, um, We've had we've we've had similar first games to this, haven't we? First, um, well, only year in League One, Portsmouth away. That was supposed to be a daunting proposition. Didn't actually play out too badly. Carlisle away, right back at the start in the Football League, in League Two, didn't play out too badly. So, will this follow suit, or is James's pessimism stroke realism uh, going to come home to uh, roost? Uh, it's, when you put it like that, it's almost impossible to answer. <laughs> um, there's, there's I don't think I was being pessimistic. I was thinking I, I'd go for excited realism. That's what I want. Excited realism is. It? We're, we're, we're going to get a load <laughs> of new phrases, guys, from James's mouth this season. He's going to come out with all new phrases and words, and they're all going to be in the Oxford Dictionary. If, if Lowell can make it in the Oxford Dictionary, I'm sure some of yours will. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are they, they are both words in the dictionary by the way Dan yeah they are well I know that but not together <laughs> <laughs> oh you mean like hyphenate it okay so. yeah yeah like my surname <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry we were talking about football weren't we um, yeah it's going to be tough let's not let's not hide behind this like James said, they finished sixth. Um, they just about pit Villa to sixth position last year. Um, they weren't any mugs once they got rid of Slip Long Gerard. Um, so, yeah, I, they've been quite shrewd in their recruitment as well. Yes, they've let a couple of players go that you know you'd, you'd think, well, hang on a minute, well they're letting him go for, but that's the kind of club they are. They, they obviously wouldn't have wanted to lose the likes of McAllister and the goalie Sanchez, but. When the big guns come calling, you know, clubs like Brighton, clubs like Luton and that, you have to be realistic and think, well, hang on, let's cash in on the guy and we'll just replace him because everything we've got set in stone is 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 set to prepare for all of that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tough to draw a prediction because it's the first game. Just don't know. But look, like you said, you know, Portsmouth away, we played really well. Um, Obviously lost one nil. Carl away, we did all right, one one nil, and that was supposed to be a big baptism of fire. The oval at home at the eight two win, that just came out of nowhere, didn't it? Um so it, I can't predict it. I can't predict it. I I, I wanna say Luton are gonna win, but then I've got the other side of me in the head saying, Come on, Dan, be realistic here. We could we could easily get our asses handed to us which obviously I hope isn't the case. But look at this squad. I mean, they've got... That Matoma was really impressive last season. Um, 
Solly March in there is decent. They've, they've got some really, really good players. A stupid one when he's on it. He's, he's good. All right, he's quick now. You're making me nervous. Um, <laughs> but then, like I've said all along in this podcast, and quite a lot, we like upsetting people. We do. So You're no. absolutely right. And you are right, to be fair, to flag up all of the star players that they've got. Yeah. Of which, of which there are many. Um mm. And of course, first, first game of last season, they beat something called Man United. So it's not like they're slow starters either. Um, no. But, you know, it's 11 v 11, isn't it? Um, yeah. James, let's come on to the lineups, the predicted lineups, and then we'll come on to key battles like we did with the playoff final, actually. That worked out pretty well. So we'll go down that, that sort of route again. Um, the Luton lineup. Looks like there's no Gabe Boschio. Looks like there's no Reese Burke. Looks like, well, there is no, he's already confirmed there's no Jordan Clark and no Dan Potts. You would think Ross Barkley signed too late to start that game. Probably going to be one of the many millions on the bench. Um, looks like Kaminsky in goal. So you're probably going to look in a Luton team of something resembling Kaminsky, Giles, Bell, Lockyer, Anderson, Kabore, Nakamba. Chong, A another, Morris, A another, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right for certainly for the for the back line. Um, I think they'll go with um, Morris and Adebayo just for what they've done in the last year, and I think they've deserved that chance to to go up against up against Brighton. You know, when when we get into the latter stage of the last season and into the playoffs, people. Commenting in, and and since subsequently since people have commented a lot on the strike partnership that those two have and that it's you know more, it's not that common anymore in the Premier League. I think they might be changing um, back again. These things go in cycles, don't they? But to have a sort of strike partnership like that up front um, and how strong and direct they are, they, they might cause a lot of people some some problems. Obviously, that's true. Uh, but I think that they've got a. I think that they've got a start. I, I'd have had Clicker in there as well, but obviously that's not going to happen now uh, with his injury. So that'd be an interesting one to see who who comes in. Yeah, is that that's our is that our is that our eleven? We've got eleven there. You're just Anderson, looking for a midfielder, aren't you? Yeah. Giles Cabore at the wing back, something. You're going for Giles over Doughty. Yeah, we don't spend five million quid and say, "Yeah, son, it's a nice little cushion. Go and sit on that." No chance. Because so, that's a massive, that's a massive call, isn't it? I mean, I don't disagree with you, and yeah, you're right on the money side. But Doughty was so good last season. Yeah. I mean, technically, Doughty could be the midfielder that you're looking for, couldn't he? He was at Norwich, but then you've got Pelly, who's the story. Um, mm. you know, you got. Got, I'm, I'm just thinking, do I do we read too much into the first team at Bochum on Saturday? In which case it was Giles, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Pelly, yeah, Pelly's got to be in there. I'm surprised we didn't mention that. He's, he's got to be in there. He's he's the man, he's the stories. That would do for me. That That's a decent side. I'd be happy with that. We're going to win now, are we? Didn't say that, just said I'd be happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> 
any changes to that 11 band or are you uh, is that how you're looking at it I mean particularly the front two right because he could have played Morrison Adebayo up front in Germany and he didn't so is that a, is that a clue or was that literally just a we need a senior man at the head of both lines in both games kind of thing I think he's just trying things out you know um, with the I'm not too familiar with the like. Oh, Benny start that one with Morris. He did, yeah. Yeah, interesting move. Um, yeah, uh, I do think he'll go with Adebayo, to be honest with you. Um, purely because of the partnership they struck up last year and he may as well carry on where he left off last year. Um, I'm sure Benny will get time, game time, as will Corley Woodrow. Um and maybe even McAtee, although I've I've heard whispers this today that he may well be out on loan. Um, but yeah, I, I think Pelly probably will start. It'd be that that one that starts. I think like James said, if Clark is fit, he starts. Um, it doesn't seem to favour Alan Campbell, so I would suggest he doesn't play. And then there's there's only Luke Berry who gets used sparingly, and then you've got Barkley who. I think even he said today he's going to need a couple of games to get up to speed. Um, so I certainly wouldn't expect him to start for a little while yet. Um, so yeah, I think I think the the position there, the message is to Pelly, you know, the story, you are the story. Write the next chapter. Well, he stuck a banger in against the last team that we played, Blue and White Stripes at Hillsborough, didn't he? So uh, that'd be handy if he wants to follow that. Right, that again on Saturday. By the way, for all your optimism about Brighton, they did get absolutely smashed 5-1 by Everton last season, so it's not like they're, uh, they're rock-proof. Speaking of Brighton, though, James, um, <laughs> they have got a pretty strong squad, like you like you hinted at. There's one man <coughs> in particular who was going to get targeted like no other this season on Saturday, who they signed from down the road in João Pedro. He's in for an interesting return to the Premier League, isn't he, with 3,000 Luton fans on his back? Um, who knows if Caicedo yeah. will play? But they brought some players in, haven't they? They Apparently, this Dutch goalkeeper, Bart Verbruggen, that they brought in is apparently the next crack-hot goalkeeper. And they've got they've had some pretty good goalkeepers down the years, haven't they, Holland? Uh, James Milman's obviously come in from Liverpool. Uh, I presume mm. they signed his Zimmer frame as well, but no absolute guarantees with that one. Um, Pedro from them down the road. Uh, Dahoud, who I saw in a friendly actually uh, in amongst all that nonsense in America and he looked kind of okay as well but like you hinted to earlier they've lost McAllister they may well lose um, Caicedo but it looks like we'll catch up with him anyway because he's only going to go to Chelsea so uh, it's only a temporary sort of delay there and um, one or two others have gone out on loan who were featuring last season but by and large, this is a strong team. You've got the likes of Lewis Dunk, who's going to be presumably going to be centre half. Uh, I'm just looking through their players now. You've got uh, Mitoma, who's probably one of the players of the season last season. March, Danny Welbeck, Pascal Gross, who's pretty underrated as well. They reckon that in CISO is very good. Pretty good side, Brian, to be fair. So I'm saying they <laughs> they finished sixth for a reason last season. They played some really good football. Um, Gave a Liverpool side in the cup, I think in the league as well. Um, really made them look average. This this new guy, this manager that's come in, 
play some really nice football. Uh, I'm trying to relay all the things that Mike Simmons tells me about because he's a from the news. He's a Brighton fan, so he's he he was very happy about last season, and he'd often talk to me about it, even though I didn't know any after players that he was talking to me about. But I'm going to have to get to know him now. Um, His Twitter feed is going to be so interesting if we score a last minute winner on Saturday. Yeah, it might see. be the most we'll low key Twitter post of a Luton winner you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Goal, Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do that, <laughs> wouldn't it? Let's That'd move. Be Royal of stuff. <laughs> it would. Absolutely would. Yeah. If I'm feeling there's, some, there's a story of that ilk, whether it's him or one of the others that come with us, I don't know. But there is, there is one of those fancy stories. It's just there. It is. Or Pedro won't go. That would be. Big move, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, is he, is he even going to start, Pedro? I, I mean, I saw him play a couple. Now they spent what 34 million on him. Yeah, yeah, spent a fair bit. Yeah, it's a lot of money for someone who doesn't give it's a not, toss. I mean, that's a lot of money to us, but that's not a lot of money to the likes of your Brightons who can just buy him for that money. We'll see. They haven't got many forward options. Thinking about it, you know, they've got. What, what, Welbeck and CISO, Pedro, um, Ferguson. Yeah, I was going to say Ferguson. He looks pretty good, didn't he, last season? Yeah, he, he's not quite finished article. They might have to be a bit patient with him because he's still young. But I've got to be honest, though, I hope they go with Ferguson because I think Lockie is more likely to keep him quiet than one of these fancy Dans who's got a bit of pace. Yeah, I hope you're not putting Danny Welbeck into that category. <laughs> no, 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 he's more of a fanny Dan than a fancy Dan. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to ask which one I am. But he played for that lot down the road as well, didn't he? So he could get some tickets. Then kind of Gilmore played for that lot down the road as well, I think. But they are Brighton's Barnsley equivalent for us, I think. Doesn't mean they're any good, though. No. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not free it, but like, like James said, you know, you, if anything can happen on the first day. It's, it's, it's a free it, isn't it, really? It is. As we go along on these weekly preview podcasts, we will try and bring in the opposition eleven. But as you kind of guessed, we haven't got a Scooby with regards to Brighton. But obviously, by the time we do the next one for Chelsea, they'll have played two games, and we might have a bit more of an idea of their starting lineup. This could be any old eleven, so we're not going to uh, do too much on that. But we will look at a couple of key battles, and I guess James, the big battle on Saturday comes down Luton's right, Brighton's left. Kairou Matoma against. Issa Kabore. Uh, if Kabore can keep him quiet, and that is quite some task based on what we saw last season, but if he can keep him quiet, you would think that goes a long way to snuffing out the major threats that Brighton have. Yeah, I mean, they've, like, they've got so many though. They, they can, if, if he's quiet, this is what we're going to find this league, in this league. If you keep one of them quiet, there'll be another one that comes along. And, um, but yeah, he it, it, it was so impressive last season from what, what I saw. I'm only talking what I saw on match of the day. It was, it was very impressive. And and also, on the other hand, we don't know too much about how Kabori is going to handle it because it's going to be his, his first time, really. But if he can play for Marseille, who have a very vociferous crowd, if he can play in the Champions League, and he's got the half decent, so um, and he's quick as well. So that that could be uh, a good battle. Everyone's got to play to like almost 
the very top of their abilities all the time to get something out of this. I think we all know that. And it's just how the, the, how you can how you can extract that from from these players. But I've got every faith that they've pinpointed certain people to target and 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 how they're going to go about it. Just in the way that we spoke about in the previous season podcast, how to a lesser extent it's based his entire game plan of uh, or a large part of a game plan against Rotherham around of Benny, who's now at Luton, obviously. They're going to have to do that, I think, with other teams later. But I think, obviously, the key is, right, you can do that, but you've got to marry that with being aggressive once you've got the ball and, 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 and playing with freedom as well. We can't just try and keep these players quiet. You've got to do it, that and more. So, um, yeah, that's probably going to be one of the, one of the, the, the key battles. Um, you know, if Pedro does play, you know, he was, he was very good against Luton at Vicarage Road. Well, we don't talk about that one anymore, but he, he was, uh, and obviously then, um, I actually think the midfield is probably going to be the, the, the biggest one because if we've got this uncertainty about Caicedo, whether he plays or not, that could have a big impact on them because he's such a big player for them in the in that in that part of the park. Um, so I, I, you know, I really hope that there is some confusion and uh, or you know he's or somebody comes in and buys him late on or he's kept out of the squad because he's not feeling it or whatever the term is these days when you know you're going to go to a bigger supposed bigger club um, that could play a big big part in unsettling some of those some of those players I think you've got to look at all that sort of benefit Luton because as we stand at the moment that's not going to be an issue for Luton I don't think together as a club and a squad um, if you come up against teams that don't have that then got to try and exploit that weakness yeah I mean I guess on the Caicedo thing he was meant to be going to Arsenal wasn't he in January and um, finished the season pretty strongly at Brighton so um, yeah just hopefully he doesn't play Um, one area where we can exploit Dan is down their right hand side because they've used a lot of right backs last season I was just looking now uh, Solly March has played there a lot Pascal Gross has played there a lot but no one who's really what you would call a recognised right-back. So Ryan Giles could have a lot of joy down that side, unless, of course, they've uh, they've reinforced down that side. But I can't see any of their transfer-ins that suggest that they've signed a right-back. So unless they had someone out injured who they've got someone back, Giles could have some, some fun and games. Milner can play there, though, can't he? Milner yeah, can play. Milner as well. I mean, if Milner plays there, we just need to feed the ball to uh, Giles all day long because he'll just skin him, wouldn't he? And uh, <laughs> it's an area. It's, it's an area to target. I, mean, I, I suspect an awful lot of our players coming down our left hand side this year, anyway, but particularly on Saturday. I think so. Um, you know, I, I got the impression at Wolves at the Wolves game last week that that was where our main threat is going to come from, and you, you only have to watch a couple of crosses from Ryan Giles to see what. Um, he's got in his locker. Um, obviously, we know what he's what he's like from playing against him when he was at Borough. Um, and for, like we said earlier, it's, it's weird having an upgrade on Doughty because he was just phenomenal last year. And to get somebody a little bit younger than him and pr- 
arguably better, really. I, I think maybe the defensive side of his game he needs to work on, but honestly, I don't think that will take too too much too long because he's going to get a lot of practice anyway over the course of the season. But I think going on to Saturday, he's going to um, uh, will be some battle, like you say. I say it, it, it could be any one of about six different players that could play right back and. Um, Giles can show that I'm sure if he can show that he, it doesn't matter who's playing right back he'll, he'll just have a go at them which is what you want to see um, I don't want any of this fancy passing around the back three nonsense um, you want to get the ball down the wings and get at them get the ball ball into your top man up front and get the chances away uh, so that, that'll that be really interesting battle definitely and it's not just uh, in open play where Ryan Giles is a threat, we saw it in Bochum. His set pieces are absolutely spot on and uh, Tom Lockyer's head will be a magnet to that football from yep. those this season. And James, the other the other battle that we do need to talk about, uh, England international defender against, well, who knows, might be an England international striker come the end of the season, uh, Lewis Dunk against Carlton Morris. Uh, if we win that battle, <laughs> we are likely to be in a good place. Yeah, as ever, when Morris comes up against someone like that, I mean, it's going to be a physical one. Dunk's um, a lump. Uh, he can play, but he can mix it up as well. Um, you know, Carl Morris is, well, most of the Luton players, to be fair, but Carl Morris, as such a stellar season last season, is best ever. That he'll be looking to kick that on and impose himself in this league. Um, we know how good he was last season. Um, and the ball often found its way to him or Adebayo quicker than most teams might be used used to in the Premier League. So everybody talks about the directness, but I think that a lot of people might be sort of underestimating it as a sort of a long ball game. Which is not necessarily it's not that, is it? It's uh, it's just the speed in which they can get it up to Carl Morris and the way he can hold the ball up and bring others into play. I think that's going to be quite key. Uh, for, for Luton this season and obviously hopefully can get an early goal uh, and get off the mark this season. Interesting to see sort of a successful season for Carl Morris would be would look like I think obviously you've got to try and get double double figures. But twenty last season was, was phenomenal. If he could get if he could get fifteen this season, that'd be outstanding. And yeah he might be in England international this time next season. Yeah, why not? It's happened for Tony. Why not? There isn't a huge abundance of England number nines at the minute. It only takes an injury or two for and Carlton Morris to hit the ground running for him to be uh, well in the conversation. Um, if he gets 15 goals, we can stay up. I'm absolutely, yeah. If you, if you have a 15-goal striker in the Premier League, you stay in the division. Just to put it into context, only six players in the whole league last season had more than 15 goals. So if you have someone with 15 goals, you are gonna you, you are you're just gonna stay up because the goals that you score around him. I mean, the reason why the three teams went down last season, between them, their top scorer had eight goals. That's that's the difference. So um, yeah, if Morris can get 15, and if he can get three of them on Saturday, then so much the better. Um, but yeah, that's that's another key battle. So there's three key battles anyway. Luton's right back, Brighton's right back and the striker against uh, the England centre-back. And if we can win two, if not all three of those battles, we'll be in a decent place. Uh, Dan, 
you said you can't predict what happens on Saturday, but that's exactly no. what you, that's exactly what we've brought you on this podcast yeah. for. Uh, yeah. Therefore, um, <laughs> score prediction on Saturday, please. Right. Do you want my Luton hat on or not? You can wear whichever hat you like, but right. rather you didn't wear a Brighton one. To be fair, well, I'm not wearing. I'm not going to wear a Brighton one. I'm going to going to plead realism, I suppose, if you want to call it that. Uh, Luton hat, one mil Luton. Snatch it. Uh, taking that off. It's, it's going to be one or two nil, I think, probably, Brighton. Don't like to say it, but I just, I just think they're a strong side, really strong side. And it, it, and I say it's, it's not going to be the end of the world if that happens, um, because the first game, there's still 37 more to play. Um, but I just think they're, they're they're a really tough side, and we have to be at our absolute best plus <laughs> to get anything. So it it, it might be a, a sour start, but it's not the end of the world. James, how does Saturday play out, and uh, what will the final score be? <laughs> I'm in I'm in the same camp as Dan. I think I'm, I'm, I'm I am almost seeing it as just go out there and use it as the first test. The rip the see what you can do um and if you lose nobody's going to be up in arms because of how good brighton season were brighton were last season and um uh i go i, I go for a one nil i think it would be one nil uh, if they can nick a draw it'd be magnificent if they get um if they get a victory then i think there's going to be a lot of carried away people um but, um, that's what football's about. Why not? Uh, you know, the real, the realist, realist in me um, can't see past um, Brighton at the moment. But I mean, that's going to happen this season, I think. Uh, but I still think that Luton, I, I think Luton will stay up. But it's going to be tough, tough, tough start. One nil. Two pessimistic people on this. Um, well, I'm a short prediction then. We don't prediction. even have Luton scoring a goal on Saturday, which is just downright outrageous. Uh, to answer your question, I think we draw 1 1 on Saturday. Okay. And, um, uh, I think Morris gets off the score sheet on Saturday. I think he hits the ground running. And uh, that's what we all expect him to do. I think there's enough uh, unsettlement in that Brighton side. Every time I see their manager interviewed, he keeps on giving it the, oh, we'll be okay without Caicedo, whilst looking on his face that he's fuming that he's about to lose Caicedo. And yeah, I suspect there's something else. Um, What's the phrase? Something hitting the fan. I think that might just be about to happen there. I hope so anyway. Uh, It's going to be a fantastic day. Hopefully, the bare minimum that us 3,000 fans who are going down there get is a goal to cheer, because that would just be fantastic. and, uh, you know, a result, a positive result would be so much the better. We will be back with a review of this game. Usually we will be back uh, with a review of the game either immediately straight after the game or on the Monday afterwards. However, we are, well, for reasons that we'll um, reveal next time, might be delayed next week, particularly if Luton win because we're all still going to be on the lash. So, um <laughs> Keep your eyes and ears out for the next podcast. It will be the review of the Brighton game and then we'll do a preview of the Chelsea game. But until then, 
thank you to James for your thoughts. Thanks to you, Dan, as well. And uh, everyone who plays Brighton on Saturday, sing up, be loud, be proud, really enjoy the day. This is exactly what we waited so, so long for. It's going to be absolutely fantastic, win, lose or draw. Cannot wait myself, and I'm sure you're all equally as excited as I am. So all that's left to say, come on, you actors, do us proud at Brighton. Everyone in it has got this massive soul.